Hello, quasi stranger. Hello, friend. So today is different. Um, today we have our first guest. Tell our people who it is. Yes, uh, today is very special, and the special guest is my mom, Dr. Aida Minovich. She is a internist and primary care physician based out of Boston, Massachusetts. And just as a reminder for everybody else, you are a neurologist based out of Turkey. So we have two doctors today, and together mm -hmm. we will be discussing all things COVID vaccine. So we have an interesting dynamic today because we have two different doctors from di two different countries who already have been vaccinated with the initial shot uh, with two different types of vaccine. So we will definitely and certainly get to statistics, facts, and your personal opinions and experiences through various questions that we have gathered from people who are curious about COVID vaccine. And so you ladies can answer and I'll be the moderator for today. So since we don't have that much time, but we have a lot to cover, you have been both uh, vaccinated with uh, initial shot. Let's talk about the vaccine how it actually work, maybe not in the national ingredients, but what's the difference between the two vaccines and how have you felt? Have you had any symptoms or how did you feel after the uh, initial shot? Dr. Tunch, why don't you begin? Okay, so in Turkey, only Sinovac is available, which is the, that was made in China. But also there's like allegedly a Pfizer batch, but no one knows even if we got it. So I don't know. I was vaccinated with Sinovac. And it's the, it's the one where they use the inactivated virus. So I was vaccinated with that. It has been three weeks mm -hmm. since my first shot was given and I will be receiving another one in another week. So how did no you feel of... after the first one? I felt nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. Oh, I had no side effects. I've been vaccinated thoroughly throughout my life. My um, family is huge on vaccines. They were really careful when I was a um, child and I've been getting flu shots year annually since I've been in med school. So I'm actually quite used to getting vaccinated and I had, I'm, I felt nothing. It was basically just like a flu shot for me. And I know a lot of people who got vaccinated with me, all my colleagues were vaccinated at the same time as I was. Mm -hmm. We had nothing. I, I've never seen any side effect. But I know either you have received Moderna, I believe. So yes. how was your experience? First of all, I am very excited to participate in this discussion. <laughs> We're too. Because I can see actually now the light in the end of the tunnel because yeah. we have two vaccines in the United States, Moderna and Pfizer, for mm -hmm. now, for now. So I have my first experience and with Moderna, mm -hmm. I got vaccinated on uh, January 6th. No side effects at all, even yeah. though right arm didn't hurt. I was very, very impressed because after influenza shot, usually I experienced some pain which lasts for a few days, but after Moderna, no pain, no swelling, no redness. So from my patient experience and for my friends and colleagues, some of them experience some swelling of the arm, some mm -hmm. redness in the side of injection, some chills, headache, sometimes nausea. But I would say that all these symptoms result in 24, 48 hours. Okay. So I'm very excited to get the second shot on next week, mm -hmm. on February 3rd. 
And I will tell you more that mm -hmm. my mother, who is 90 years old, she turned on January 15th. And my husband will get vaccinated next week on February 4th. Mm, very so good. as a physician, as an internist, I advocate all my patients to be vaccinated. It seems like there's two vaccines in the U.S. and mm -hmm. others in other countries. So what's the difference between these vaccines? Okay, different vaccines work differently. We are going to talk about Moderna and Pfizer we use in the United States. And I will tell you that this vaccine, they are not live vaccine. They mm. are not killed vaccine. They are mRNA vaccine. To make simple that you don't know what it is, so it's a part of the virus, part of the COVID-19 virus, how it works. So the mRNA vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna give our cells mRNA blueprint to make a piece of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. And okay, okay. Protein. So let's 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 put it in like you know regular okay. language. So we inject the vaccine. It's a part of the real COVID nineteen virus, and our cells in our body produce similar protein. And this protein triggers immune response. Mm -hmm. And you know, the immune response, our body produce, produces antibodies. So is that similar yes. to a flu vaccine? Is uh, that how a flu vaccine? The same, the mechanism is, but the ingredients are different. When we are doing flu vaccination, we inject killed virus. When we are doing measles, mumps, rubella vaccination, we introduce live virus. Dr. Tunch, any, any addition? Well, the one that I've uh, received, um, Sinovac, is actually an inactivated virus, just like Ida said. Um, it's a um, killed virus. So it's, it's a little bit more similar to the flu shot that we have every year. So this is like an old way of producing vaccines. This is like an older method. But BioNTech and Pfizer vaccines, who are mRNA vaccines, are actually their newer methods, their newer technologies. Very exciting because it enables us to introduce a part, only a genetic, a part of the genetic code of the virus so that there is no risk of infection. I, I really want to point it out because I know this is a big issue for a lot of people. You cannot have infection because of the vaccine, because even if it's like the one that I had and in inactivated virus, it cannot infect your cells. So there is no risk of infections in any type of vaccines. There is also another type of vaccine that I want to talk about very shortly. Right now, none of us are getting it because it's only done in Russia. The Sputnik vaccine is a new type of vaccine. It's an adenovirus vector vaccine. I know these are very big words. <laughs> what they do is, you know how Ida talk about the mRNA? So the genetic code that we're introducing uh, with BioNTech and Pfizer vaccines, what they do is they use another carrier virus to introduce that little piece of um, code of the COVID vaccine. So there's a killed adenovirus, another type of virus. It introduces the COVID 
protein to our immune cells. It's a different method. It doesn't matter. Um, the effectivity is pretty similar. Um, also, there's a new type of vaccine that's going to come up that was produced by Johnson & Johnson, which has, um, I think it was released. It will be released soon. So yes. We don't have a lot of data about it until yes. the vaccine release. So we are talking about this vaccine and it will be only one shot. I would like to make a comment about for all the people, these vaccines cannot cause COVID-19 infection. Mm -hmm. All these symptoms people can get after they are vaccinated. It's mm -hmm. just a reaction to the vaccine. And it means that the immune system works. So no COVID-19 infection after people are vaccinated. So now that you mentioned that there's a vaccine that's coming out with just one shot, why are these current vaccines two shots? And what's the difference between the two? So actually, I can talk about Pfizer and Moderna, what we know about these vaccines. They're mm -hmm. very similar. The efficacy of Pfizer, 95%. After the second shot, mm -hmm. Moderna gives only 94.5%. It's almost the same. Why mm -hmm. two shots? Because it's mRNA vaccines. So mm -hmm. after the second shot, we get only 50% of efficacy. So the response only 50%. After the second shot, up to 95%. Is it all and all of the vaccines are this way right now? Yes, for, for now, yes, Pfizer and Moderna, both. So if you are getting Pfizer vaccine, the second shot should be done in 21 days. And we think the immune response will be, we are protected seven days after the second shot. Mm -hmm. For Moderna, we are giving the second shot in 28 days. Mm -hmm. And the immune response will be in two weeks after the second shot. It's not a big difference. The second shot in 21, 28 days. Dr. Tunch, do you, is it the same with the, uh, with the vaccine that you got? Yes, definitely. Um, we do two shots. It's um, The interval is 28 days, just like the Moderna one. So the second shot is basically a booster. Mm -hmm. When a particle of the virus or its DNA or the whole virus, uh, but inactivated, is introduced to the immune system, um, it starts producing new cells and anti antibodies to fight the virus. And this happens in 10 to 14 days, just like Ida said. So we expect the body to be able to fight the virus in two weeks, not before. This is a very important aspect. One of my uh, very dear colleagues got infected with coronavirus just after five days of vaccination. Mm. This doesn't mean vaccination was a dud. It only means that he, unfortunately, he encountered the virus a little bit early on. If he, for example, if he encountered the virus two weeks later, he probably wouldn't be infected as badly as he did. So you can still get infected, infected after you get the vaccine, but in two weeks time. Do you know, in the United States, we have a lot of, probably in the world, we have a lot more actually questions than answers about yes. this vaccine. But for sure, we know people should be vaccinated. So Definitely. I will give you one trial, one study, which was done for two months, and it was done with Pfizer vaccine. About 43,000 people 
were actually participated in this study, in this trial, and only 16 and older, people 16 and older. And actually, prior to tell you about the study, I would like to make one comment that we can provide Pfizer vaccine only for people 16 years and older and Moderna for 18 years and older, two years different. Why? Why is there a difference? But, you know, I don't have a clear explanation why it was created in this way. Mm -hmm. So Pfizer for 16 and older and Moderna for 18 and older. So mm -hmm. it was a trial involving involved 43,000 people, 16 and older, mm -hmm. and 162 symptomatic confirmed COVID-19 cases found in the placebo group and versus eight symptomatic confirmed COVID-19 cases in the vaccinated group. It's not a big study involving 43,000, but it's a very good result and should tell all the people that these vaccines work. For how long they're supposed to work? We don't know. We feel, and a study showed for two years, and but it's not clear actually, but for two years, we feel that people will be safe. Okay, so you just talked about, that was my actually next question. It's a big question for a lot of people. Does vaccine provide long-term protection and are boosters required? So what happens after two years? Do we get another vaccine or how does it actually work? Because I know with the flu shot, for example, we have to get it every year. So do you feel like, that is something that's going to occur with the COVID uh, vaccine. That's just going to be normalized to get it every year. So the efficacy of our um, vaccine vaccine is actually a little bit controversial. There were a few studies done. There were one Brazilian subset actually said that it was only 50% effective, but the Turkey subset said it was 91% effective. So there is a big gap there. The Brazilian, the Brazil actually said this was because they included asymptomatic patients. They told that there was no severe infection, no death. So even if we think the effectiveness is only 50%, I will take the shot because we have to compare this um, with the COVID infection itself. So if you get the infection itself, you will have long-term consequences. People suffer from stroke, people suffer from lung diseases, lung capacity reduction, and some people even heart attacks. So for your question, will it have long-term protection? We don't know. For Sinovac vaccine, we have no idea. We will have to wait for the data to come in. Um, because it is an inactivated vaccine, um, now the authorities are expecting it to be maybe done annually, but we don't know for sure. But I don't know how it is for Pfizer and Moderna. I agree with the answer. Actually, the same. We think that it will protect for two years, but we are not sure. And I would like to give you one example. One of my patients was diagnosed with COVID-19 infection in April last year. With all the symptoms, she lost her taste, smell, she, she was 
febrile, she was coughing, she recovered completely. In June, in two months, I checked her antibodies. Antibodies, uh, of course, were positive. So she has been protected for some period of time, but we don't know for sure. We feel that people will be protected after COVID-19 infection, at least for three months. So this patient called to my office in the beginning of January with the same symptoms, low-grade fever, cough, some shortness of breath. And I was thinking about it. We checked her antibodies in June and positive antibodies. So, okay, I decided to check for COVID-19 infection and the result came back positive. COVID-19 infection was detected. So she recovered completely. Of course, I didn't check antibodies at the same time when I checked actually COVID for COVID-19 infection, but I don't know about vaccination, but about COVID-19 infection, I think three months probably period of time, but we don't know behind three months, we need more studies, more data. And actually, if, for example, patient had COVID-19 infection, should this patient be vaccinated? Mm -hmm. or wait for some period of time. In the United States, we think that this patient can be vaccinated in two weeks after active infection resolved and oscillations is gone. So patient can be vaccinated or we can wait 90 days and then vaccinate the person. Wow. Okay. So what I got from, from, a, from a simple person who is not a doctor, I just want to make sure and reiterate. So you were specifically talking about antibodies, uh, not the vaccine itself. Exactly. So, it, so the antibodies is uh, what protects you from getting COVID, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. right now, what we think is the average is about three months where we have, like, if somebody gets COVID-19, they have about three months where they most likely won't get it because they have antibodies. It could be longer, but we don't know. Yes. Okay, got it. But Mm -hmm. I would like to make one comment. Despite vaccination, if the person had COVID-19 infection and recovered, we should always think about wearing masks, distancing, disinfection it has to be number one absolutely so now that we're talking about the longevity of the vaccine you know people have a lot of fear including myself of getting vaccinated with something that was created so quickly as we know that it takes about 10 years on average to develop a vaccine in general and yet all of these vaccines have been generated and created in such a short time span. What are your thoughts on it? How confident are you with these vaccines? And why should people not be afraid? Because a lot of people have this fear that, you know, you're going to get vaccinated, but you don't really know what you're getting vaccinated with. It's been too too soon. It's too quickly. We haven't done enough trials, enough studies. Maybe there's long-term effects. So I mean, to put it in perspective, I think our developed technology has made it possible for us to make new vaccines as quickly as possible. When you think about it, we do new influenza vaccines every single year anyway. So this is not really that different 
in terms of, of course, the Chinese one, the Sinovac, but the mRNA technology wasn't isn't actually as new as people make it to be. There were a lot of studies about mRNA vaccination and the technology isn't that new. It's just a new way of applying it. Our cumulative knowledge of vaccines, human body, and also immunization shows that we don't need another 10 years to test it. We know what are the common side effects of vaccinations, any vaccination, and we know what are the risks and how how frequently are we going to see those side effects. This is a more important thing to think about. You have to compare the risk of having a side effect from the vaccine to the full-blown infection, because we know it protects from infection. We know it protects from severe infection. Even if you Mm -hmm. get infected, now that all the studies show that when you get infected, even after the vaccine, you will more likely to have an asymptomatic, meaning no symptoms at all, um, infection. Even if you have it, you will probably have a milder infection. So I, I was very confident when I was receiving the vaccine. I've never even thought about it. I, I've never thought about the long-term side effects because I know I'm in a huge risk of getting in- infected. Yes, I agree. I am very confident in these vaccines. And my hope that a lot of people would think in the same way and will be ready for vaccination. Because otherwise, otherwise, it will be very difficult to fight COVID-19 infection. Everybody has to think in this way. Yes, you can develop some reaction to the COVID-19 infection, like your arm will will hurt, or redness of your arm, or some chills, or a little bit of nausea of a little bit of weakness, but you would recover in 24, 48 hours and you will be safe. I have been dealing with a lot of people with COVID-19 infection. And I would say, I've never been scared in my life like treating this patient. One of my patients, 45 years old, had very, very severe COVID infection, intubated twice, extubated twice. He developed post-COVID syndrome. We are not going to talk about it. But he recovered 95%. He needs a little bit more of physical therapy and probably a little bit more of psychotherapy, but he would recover 100%. And he was the first one who was vaccinated in my office. Mm. So I'm very confident about these vaccines. I have one more comment, and actually I would start with the example. So one of my patients who is 26 years old called me a few days ago that after the first shot, he developed some symptoms, but all his family was vaccinated. His mother, his father, and his grandfather, and nobody had the symptoms. We know that young people, young people, they developed more symptoms after the first shot. And actually all the people developed more symptoms after the second shot. And I was thinking about it, and my answer, I think in this way, that probably young people 
they have a better immune system and the response for immune system actually is stronger. And the same after the second shot, almost everybody after the second shot has some symptoms. If they didn't have any symptoms after the first shot, at the same. So the body started producing antibody, immune system started working. And after the second shot, the immune response is stronger and better. That leads me to a whole different question. And that is, are there people who should not be vaccinated? I don't think the protocols are very clear on that because we haven't vaccinated every group of people there is. So if you think about it, none of the trials are done with children. So now, right now, we're not vaccinating children, but we are pro- we will probably start vaccinating them in the long term. This is not something that we will only deal for like two months. This is probably going to be here for at least another two years. These conversations, these discussions will continue. Um, Right now, what we're doing is we're prioritizing a few groups and there are not many trials on groups like, for example, people with autoimmune disorders or people with people with conditions that that hurt their immune system, for example, cancer patients, people who receive chemotherapy. So I don't think the protocols are very clear in Turkey right now, but I don't know how it is in U.S. In U.S., I'm not talking about people who are on immune therapy right now Mm -hmm. or on chemotherapy right now, who are very sick. But in general, only one contraindication for this vaccine, severe allergic reaction. Yes. It doesn't mean to what? To food, to insect bites, or to medications. If the patient has history of severe allergic reaction with shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, and hives, severe rash, it's only one contraindication. The rest of our population has to be vaccinated. A lot of my patients, they ask if they can be vaccinated because they're allergic to eggs and they've never been vaccinated to influenza vaccine. They can be vaccinated. So only one contraindication right now. If my patients call that they have seasonal allergy, I tell my patient, you should be vaccinated. Patient with severe asthma, with COPD, with multiple medical conditions, they should be vaccinated. Final question. Final, the biggest, the most important question of this episode. When will COVID-19 be over? When (laughs) are we going to stop suffering? (laughs) When is this going to be over? What are your thoughts on it? What can we do to... Uh, make this process faster. My thinking, we will be in a better position to the beginning of the summer. Mm-hmm. I cannot be sure that we are going to beat COVID-19 infection 100%, but we will be definitely in a better position. And I don't want even think about the third surge of COVID-19 infection. Won't happen. 
okay. because of the vaccines. Because of the vaccine, because of the knowledge of COVID-19 infection. Because we you know in the beginning, we didn't know anything. The people are more educated now. They are not scared of this infection and they know what to do. But we need more and more education. Of course, with the vaccination. All right, so beginning of the summer, Dr. Chunch, what do you think? <laughs> I I want to be as optimistic as I know, but I don't think it will be um, gone at least for another year in Turkey, because I think we should focus more on getting the majority of the population immune to this infection. So we can actually open up the shops, revive the service industry, because a lot of there is an incredible economic burden of this infection. People have to think about it, but I don't think another year will pass before we handle this. No, Jinsu, I'm not talking about complete resolution, about complete resolution oh. of COVID-19 infections, that we will be definitely better and less infected people, definitely. Definitely. We are not talking about the treatment COVID-19 infection, but we are in a better position right now than in the beginning of COVID-19 infection, definitely. Well, I think we covered most of the questions that people are curious about. To our dear guest and my mother, thank you for being here, and we certainly hope you come back soon. This was an important episode that we hope will put more faith into the COVID vaccine and to the future, of course. To our listeners, if you have other questions, please comment, and we will do our best to respond. And per usual, don't keep yourself quiet. Let us know you're with us. Like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, see you later, quasi-strangers.